This is the Create the Smarts podcast where you will learn to leverage your online following into a profitable, future-proof education business that you control without being at the mercy of sponsors or algorithm changes. Each week we interview the world's leading creators to find out what strategies they use to diversify, stabilize and grow their businesses. I'm your host, Jan van der Aan. Hey everybody, it's Jan here and you are listening to episode 102 of the Creator Smarts podcast. In today's episode, we are talking to Anja Winter and Anja is the creator behind the successful YouTube channel Learn German with Anja. She teaches German in a very un-German way by injecting a bit of crazy fun into her videos and courses and I've been working with Anja for quite a while now and I can tell you that she is not, you know, one of those YouTubers with only a big uh, following but she also runs a very profitable and high converting business so in this interview today we're going to take a look behind the scenes of the business behind learn german with anya and uh, yeah we're also going to talk about how anya managed to become one of the biggest channels for german learners um, and how making big bold decisions uh, has helped her to grow the channel and just build a very profitable business That's it. Let's get started without any further ado. Here's my interview with Anya. Hey Anya, welcome to the Creator Smarts podcast. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is you do. Hi Jan, I'm a YouTuber, I would say, slash entrepreneur. I have a YouTube channel where I teach German and yeah, from that I also build a business. Yeah, exactly. Together with you, <laughs> partly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what we're going to talk about because as you said, you are originally a YouTuber or actually first a German teacher, right? Then a YouTuber. True. Yeah. And now you are a business owner. So yeah, in today's interview, I'm um, really looking forward to discover your entire journey because I mean, we have been working together for a while now, but I don't actually know not know everything about how you got started so maybe let's start it uh, let's get started at the beginning right tell us a little bit how you got into teaching german and youtube sure so actually my background is in business i studied international business administration in in germany still in a bachelor and then after i finished my bachelor's degree i didn't know what to do with my life So I thought, okay, let me just go to Thailand. For some reason, I thought Southeast Asia is going to help me figure it out. So I booked a one-way ticket to Thailand. Then I traveled around there and then Laos and some other countries. And at some point, like I think three, no, like four months into Thailand or something, I was broke. I didn't have any money left. Uh, and then I thought, oh my God, what am I going to do now? And I just remember I had about like 300 euros in my bank account or something like that. Like it was a small number. And I thought, oh my God, I can't even purchase a ticket to go back to Germany, really. <laughs> so it was pretty, yeah. And then uh, a guy in my hostel, I remember I slept like in a, in a room in a hostel with eight people in there. Was I wouldn't do that anymore. But yeah. <laughs> For three dollars per night. Back then, yeah, it was really cheap, you know, Thailand. So, and then I, yeah, he walked into my hostel and he was like, Anya, they are looking for a German teacher in Chiang Mai University. And I thought, oh my God, yeah, I, I take any job. So I went there, applied for a job for teaching German and they were like, 
yeah, okay, so you got the job, you know, you speak German, so you can teach German. So, yeah, so I started teaching German there, and they were also like, hey, do you also want to teach English? We're also looking for an English teacher. And with that job, I also got free accommodation. So that was nice for teaching English. So, and then I started teaching English and German at the same time. And I noticed, man, I love this. I loved teaching, you know. Yeah. But then after a while teaching, I, and then I also started teaching on italki.com. I think you know yeah. that now. And yeah. um, But after a while teaching, I, I thought, oh, my God, yeah, it's a bit inefficient in a way, you know. I thought, okay, I need something which my students can repeat at home, which they can watch anytime they want. And then I came up with the idea for teaching on YouTube. And I remember vividly, it was in the middle of the night, I thought, like, also, I wanted to do something, I was surrounded by digital nomads, you yeah. know, so I always thought, okay, I want to do something which is online, and which is kind of passive income. And I also remember, I kind of like, prayed almost to the universe to give me some idea of what to do with my life during that time because I really didn't have any idea and I I mean I wouldn't say pray but I really asked the universe for help and at some point in the middle of the night I had this idea for my YouTube channel and I knew it was the right one you know usually your intuition makes you feel differently yeah. when when you get a really good idea and then I knew okay that's it yeah. then so I borrowed a camera from my friend and jumped uh, like the first video was also a bit crazy like it's a dialogue between two people it's been crazy and i uploaded that and then yeah my youtube channel started well so that. you went to thailand with the aim to figure out what to do with your life so it actually but it actually helped that's actually what happened yeah exactly exactly so it's, it's really nice actually because i really wanted to find out what but i first needed to be broke i guess to yeah. actually realize it and and just take whatever job and yeah but i love teaching so it was really nice and uh you, you, yeah, you, you, i started you, my youtube channel yeah, yeah you hear that very often with entrepreneurs like before they made that big breakthrough they first need to hit rock bottom right so that's what you yes. happened <laughs> in thailand <laughs> completely broke um teaching at the and university it's interesting. You know, because life stirs you in the in the right direction. Sometimes I feel like uh, if if you really want something, then life gives you the answers. So yeah. sorry, what were you gonna say? Yeah. So how did you f how <laughs> how did you find that answer? I mean, yes, of course, by being in Thailand and by trying new things, by meeting new people. You were talking about you know these digital nomads. Um, mm -hmm. Do you remember like what specifically got you to that idea? Um, what do you mean for the YouTube channel? Yeah, or? yeah, to 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 start teach teach German on on. Um, yes. So actually, when I woke up in the middle of the night and I had this idea, like I first checked on YouTube what was already there, ah. and. I thought they were good, like there were some channels teaching German, but I thought always like I would give my own spin to it and make it a bit more crazy, a bit fun, more fun. And so I thought, yeah, I really have something to give because I think I can make it a bit more like non-German in a way, yeah. <laughs> not so, not not so, so strict. And, yeah, exactly. So, And that was also one of the reasons why I started, you know, because I thought, yeah, I can, I can make it really cool <laughs> and yeah. that's why I... do you remember which channels uh for learning german were already out there on youtube are they still there... around uh no i think there were 
No, there was this one girl. I can't remember her name. I don't know if she's still out there. I should check, actually. Yeah, I don't know I, uh, who was already out there. I should. Yeah. But there were also some companies. And I thought, yeah, I think it's better to make it personal, you know. So that's why I also thought it would be good to, to make my own personal YouTube channel. Uh, but who I remember is also Arabic with Maha. And yeah, I thought yeah, she yeah. was really cool. And I thought, yeah, that should exist for German because she's a bit also a bit crazy, you know, like very energetic. <laughs> and I thought, that, why isn't that existing for German? And that was also one of the reasons why I started. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. So when do you get yeah. started? What are we talking about like five, six years ago? Yes, exactly. Yeah. I think I, I opened my YouTube channel in 2015. Or maybe I uploaded my first video in 2015. I would have to check. Yeah. Yeah, so you didn't have any experience teaching before you started on YouTube, except, of course, what you did at the university in, uh, in Chiang and Mai I in talking. Thailand. And yeah, italki. Exactly. Yeah. And you didn't have any experience creating videos. How difficult was it for you to, to learn how to be in front of the camera and to edit videos? And how was that learning curve? It was actually pretty difficult. I remember, well, the thing is, I was so excited about my idea, so I just went for it, you know, and I didn't have a camera, so I borrowed a camera from a friend. I was just like, yeah, give me, and then I did some crazy things. I also asked him, how can I edit this now? And I remember I used uh, iMovie in the beginning because it was like right there already on my laptop. And I remember I just watched YouTube videos about it and then you cut it and then you kind of have to do some self-reflection. Is this good? How you talked? And I remember I did, I, I recorded it a few times yeah. and, uh, yeah. And then I edited somehow. <laughs> it's a crazy video. I'm, I'm not proud of it anymore. Is it know? still, can we still watch it? Yeah. It's, yeah, we can. But don't, don't, don't turn it on now. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's because I'm, I'm also really like hyper, you know. I think that was also my way of coping with being so nervous, like and, and figuring out how to deal with the camera. I think I just got hyper, and I was like very, well, welcome, well, learn German with Anya, and I, I, I almost yelled at them, you know. <laughs> but I, I did that also later a little bit, but not as much. Like the first videos were really crazy. But I think, uh, yeah, and then I learned how to edit them myself and upload it and all this. But, you know, it's all out there nowadays. You can watch like 10 million videos about how to edit videos. Yeah. So it's not... And then you upload that video and then what happened? Um, then I first showed it to my friends. And I remember I went crazy on Facebook. Really? I posted in, in all German groups there were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like on social media, I was like, but Facebook was the Instagram. I don't know if even Instagram, did it exist back then? Yeah, maybe it exists, but it wasn't big for sure. Yeah. And so I posted in all kinds of Facebook groups and then I messaged big Facebook pages. And that's also how I met my later business partner, Lucas Kern, actually, yeah. because he was one of the only ones who messaged me back. And he thought, yeah, finally something different. It's a bit crazy, but I like it. And so he shared it on his Facebook page and he had a lot of followers. So this was my first contact with him, for example. And I remember also I asked Deutsche Welle to share it. They didn't want to, and I was really, I was really disappointed. Actually, I think they thought I was too crazy. <laughs> but uh, they, I, I asked them, "Can you share it?" And they, and I think I even called them. Was it them? 
one of these people I also called, like one of the big companies, and they were like, no, no, we decided not to share it. Maybe it was also Goethe Institute or something. Yeah. And yeah, they didn't like me as much as I liked myself back then. But now looking back, I, I, I think I was really hyper, a bit too hyper. <laughs> yeah, so you were quite strategic then about growing the channel. I mean, you knew that it was not just a matter of uploading the video on YouTube, but you actually went a step further by reaching out to all these Facebook groups. Yeah, but it wasn't uh, like a strategy at all. It was okay. just in my head like that I really wanted it. You know, I never made a marketing plan or anything. It was just in my head. I really want to grow this channel. And that's why I did whatever, like just to grow it. You know, it wasn't like I laid out a business plan or a marketing plan or mm. anything like that. No, it was just intuition. Yeah, I just intuition. Okay, now no, you have this great video. Now you need to make sure that people actually find yeah, it. Yeah, and, and, and intuition and being a bit crazy, I think. Yeah. That, that's what helped me. <laughs> yeah, I guess we all need that as entrepreneurs. We it's, all need to be a I little think bit crazy. Exactly. I think in the beginning, it's such a it's such a blessing to not know. It's a blessing to not know anything, in my opinion. Yeah. Because then, you know, now I know more and I feel like I, I'm more fearful of making mistakes and stuff. And in the beginning, it was just so easy because I didn't know anything and I just went for it. And then yeah. you're not so scared. And I think it's really good to, to not know. Something. Yeah, you have nothing to lose. Yeah, you have nothing to lose. You're not scared of what people are going to think. You just go for it and, and follow your intuition. I think yeah. that's why it also grew. Do you, do you miss like the good old days where you could just publish a video, do whatever, or put it on YouTube? And... Yeah, to be honest, yeah. <laughs> now yeah. I overthink stuff. And yeah. I think it's hurting my business sometimes because then you start comparing with other YouTubers. You overthink, what are people going to say? Am I going to make a mistake? Is this good enough? Back then it was just like, whatever, you know? And mm. uh, I think my videos still, they are much better in quality now. And my editor is making sure that they're good and so on. And there is more strategy behind it. But sometimes these good old days, they, they were easier. <laughs> yeah. Just doing, you know? I think it's a really good thing. Less responsibility and nothing to do. Yes, lose. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So what happened? Um, I mean, so you, you, you started publishing videos. Mm -hmm. Like, did you have an idea that it could become a business eventually or what was the vision at the time at the time my goal was to make 1000 euros per month passively that was the that was the number because i was still living in thailand and that's all i need you know yeah. like my apartment cost me maybe 200 euros a month or 250 or i can't remember exactly i was really little money and then i thought yeah just food and clothes and stuff so thousand euros was my goal and then um i reached that at some point with patreon also patreon and uh, youtube ads and then my goals just kept increasing of how much money i wanted to make and, yeah how yeah. long did it take you to reach that thousand euro mark I would have to check, but maybe a year or something, yeah. a year and a half, I would say. The good thing is also that lots of my students donated. That that was like one of the biggest part. Like there was even one guy from Australia. I remember he just sent me two, two how much was it? 250 euros. I think it was about $300 or something. He just sent me like as a donation. And I was like, whoa, for me back then, I thought it was so much money. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought it was so nice of that guy, you know, just a woman who he knows from the internet. He watched like all my videos and he was like a big fan. So he just sent me that big money and it was so nice. Yeah, whoa. And you were still in Thailand at the time or when did you leave Thailand? Why did you leave Thailand? I left 
Thailand. I think I just needed a change, wanted to go back to my family back home to Germany. So that's why I left. And uh, I think I left Thailand maybe half a year later after I started my YouTube channel. No, hold on. No, it must have been because I had the goal of reaching 1000. No, but I reached the goal when I was back in Germany, I think. I would have to check. I, I journal a lot and, and wrote down everything. I would have to check when exactly everything happened. Yeah. So what was like the next stage in your business? At the beginning it was, well, just videos, some Patreon, and some people were making donations, right? What, what mm -hmm. happened afterwards? Was it just a matter of doubling down on what you were already doing, which means more videos, uh, improving the quality, bigger exactly. following? Yeah, that was the first step. So I grew my following, I got more views, I got more subscribers. I focused on YouTube mostly only. Then the next step was I published an ebook. It was like about my travels, short stories about my travels. So that was the first product I published, which went pretty well. So I made some money from that also. So that grew again, my monthly income. And after that, hold on. Yeah. That was a long time. And then I wanted to make a course and I never got around making it because I, I don't have enough self-discipline. So that's when I met Lucas, you know, Lucas, and he already had a course and he knew about marketing. Yeah. So I thought, oh, my God, perfect. Yeah. That was at the Langfest in Montreal in Canada. That's where we met. And that's where we published it like a big launch. And that took my business to a whole nother level. Yeah. Because all of a sudden I noticed, oh, my God, you can make a lot of money with this. Yeah. So we are talking about Lucas von Vivi here, right? And I actually interviewed yeah. him in, on the, I think the fifth, I think it was the fifth or the sixth episode of, uh, of this podcast. Ah, right in the beginning yeah all the way in the <laughs> beginning and actually he talked about um how to do six-figure youtube or how to do six-figure launches on youtube so just for our listeners if you're probably interested, talked about me yeah <laughs> yeah it was for, i don't think we mentioned you because you're talking ah, okay. about the people i work with right but yeah now um it's finally yeah. revealed <laughs> who he was working <laughs> with that was with you so yeah just for our listeners if you're interested in learning more about how anya does the did these launches or how actually she still does them every now and then you can go and, uh, and check that episode but yeah so the, i guess that was an important um discovery for you right to mm -hmm. find out what's actually possible in the world of online business was it a surprise for you or tell us a little bit about that discovery yeah it was a big surprise for me um because in a way, I think it's very different being a YouTuber from having a business, you know, uh, YouTubers, they can also, I mean, I also made a lot of money from sponsorships and like these, this type of stuff. But actually, when you have your own business and your own product, you can make so much more money, in my opinion, than, uh, than just YouTube and, and everything that goes with that. Yeah. How much more are we talking about? <laughs> I mean, like, like double as much, uh, five times no, more, no. ten times more. I would say, yeah, ten times more. And with the la last launch where you were there, it's like, let me think. <laughs> more than, more than, more than ten times, and it's. You know, I think it's important to mention this, especially if um, if you are an educator, right? Because if you are doing entertainment, it's kind of hard to sell products. But the big advantage that you have as a, as an educator or a teacher, I don't know, um, a language teacher, you can teach all kind of things. 
yeah then you can sell courses right like courses are very uh, scalable and um mm. Yeah, tell yeah, me but about that. I don't think yeah. it's. I, I think it's not only ten times more. It's like so much more, actually. You know, <laughs> compared to AdSense, you mean? Yeah, 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 exactly. So, but when you sell courses, um, especially when you do these big launches, right, it can be stressful. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about the 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 downsides, like the the things that that change it changes the dynamics of the business right first you can just do you have little responsibilities you can do everything by yourself you make a little bit of money by mm-hmm. adsense actually it's enough money to to cover the cost and to to travel yeah um and then you're going to do these 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 big launches start selling products thousands of people buy courses for 100 200 300 dollars mm-hmm. um how do the dynamics in the business change and how did that affect your your personal life Yeah, I think, as you said, it's a bit more stressful. It becomes a bit more stressful. You were there for the last launch, so, you know, it's kind of uh, a bit more stressful. Mm. But now, since we've been doing them for a while, it's it's gotten I've gotten used to it. So and it's easier to plan them out and to know what to do. Um, But now, I mean, I'm also selling Evergreen. So on autopilot, which is also nice. And but we're still going to do maybe two or two or three launches per year mm-hmm. what are some like, of the things that you that you learned from when you started working with lucas um i think what i learned is that just marketing is very important sometimes you think that you can just put a product out and you're like hey now you guys go buy uh, which some in some cases it works, but it's nicer to ha- actually have a plan and to, especially if you do a launch, to have a real strategy. And I think what's really important always is just to have a deadline or some type of scarcity so that people know um, until when they can buy or that there is a limit of people who can enroll. Um, that's really nice. That, that's a good strategy for marketing. That's also what you and Ollie always say, right? Yeah. How important or how scary was it for you to to sell your courses for the first time? And how do you think about it nowadays? In the beginning, it was scary because if you've never done it before, it's kind of, oh, my God, what are you doing and stuff? But it's good. Um, the thing is also my course is really also based on how I learned languages. It's just with real life dialogues. So it's easier, in my opinion, always to sell something where you have experience in using it yourself. You know, I mean, I didn't use it for German, of course, but I used it for French, English and Spanish. Always the same strategy. Just having dialogues, listening to audio, repeating after them, doing role place and stuff and then it's much easier to sell it if you learn the language yourself like that yeah can you, can you tell a bit about how um how the business works so meaning like you have this youtube channel mm-hmm. um, people watch your videos and then what yeah. what are like how does it how does it work how does how do you monetize the, the channel um, at the moment, yeah, people watch my YouTube channel, then they can go to a free training where I tell them about my three plus one formula. Yeah. And uh, at the end, I give them a special offer. It's kind of like a webinar. Yeah. And uh, I give them a special offer with a coupon and uh, they can enroll at a discounted price and get some bonuses at the end yeah. um, for the course. Yeah. So that's how it's working right now. We are also thinking of changing that a little bit. Let's see. I mean, uh, we are trying different things now. And we're going to do also a summer launch probably. 
Yeah. Uh, and then you you basically offer these 10 a week challenges, right? Where people can join one of your programs for 10 weeks and they get support. Exactly. And there is a community there and um, you have and challenges have for levels. different levels. Yeah. Yeah, A1, A2, and B1, exactly. And it's nice. Our students, we keep doing surveys, and uh, our students love these courses. They Actually, last time I was on a live call, and I was like, yeah, we are not sure when B2 is going to be ready, because we actually want to make this into a TV show now, like a, a series of, of videos. Mm-hmm. And so I want to do B2 when that is just right right away with videos. You know, I don't want to record audios. And, and I told that girl, and she was like, yeah, I'm just going to wait. I haven't found anything which is comparable to your course. Yours is the best. So I'm yeah. just going to wait for B2 whenever, even if it's in, in a year or in two. So mm-hmm. it's really nice to see that, that students, and they keep asking, my assistant is also she keeps and yeah when is b2 ready and like what, what they are waiting and they keep messaging me and stuff it's, it's nice to see that how, yeah. how much it's love i think these are one of the big benefits of having a personal brand right i remember like last year when i helped you out with 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 some of the launches i saw the emails mm-hmm. coming and i saw what people were saying and they are just big big anya fans right they're like they, they love you <laughs> And they, they do everything and they want to buy the next level and the next level and then they stick with your products and then they love the formula. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just really, really nice to, to, to see that. Yeah, and it's also I, what I always love. I mean, we have characters, you know, it's a continuous story from A1 to, to B1. And, and the fun, they are fun stories, like little little dialogues. And some of my students they actually say, hey, I want more Kati and Bobby in my life. They are one, two of the main characters and they are missing the characters. And then they're like asking, when is the next level ready? I want to know what happens next in their life. And, and that's always the biggest compliment for me, that they actually love the people you know I, I don't know it's so cute to see how much they love the characters in in the show basically <laughs> yeah. so you have like three or well it's it's one big course but divided in or how should we say it? it's it's like three yeah let's say it's one big course three different levels right because it's a yes. continuous story um it's a big course it comes with with everything right so with pdfs with audio with um with flashcards with i'm Mm -hmm. sure i'm forgetting a few things um how did you create the course did you do it all by yourself like how do you go about creating all those courses because it's uh it's a lot of work right um so writing the dialogues i did with lucas kern from uh, learn german easily then uh, flashcards my assistants made them lucas also back then created some flashcards so it's just usually we distributed a lot of tasks among the team um so yeah there are now like seven people in my team but it's all freelancers so we have a designer then assistant then video editor and so on so it's different people and we usually when we had like to build these courses it was a long process and uh, lots of people were working on them uh, at different times yeah so is that how you do because you are originally uh, not a teacher right Mm -hmm. so it was like the the big idea yours or how did you go about finding the right people and um yeah getting everything done yeah finding the right people was i mean you just you have a task at hand and you think okay who can i hire for that <laughs> you know it's, it's really i'm really practical like that uh, so yeah. It, it's yeah always you you have like you need a graphic or something so you think okay let me hire a designer for this and then you just keep looking for them in different places uh, we use facebook groups a lot and 
Uber and different job job places for mm -hmm. this type of stuff. Yeah. 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 And now the team is pretty solid. So, I mean, yeah. What does the team look like these days? So we have, um, <laughs> thanks to you and Ali, I hired a manager, <laughs> which is really nice. So he's on top. He's taking care of, of people. He's German, but he lives in Mexico at the moment. Um, then we have one girl. She writes the newsletters. I'm just actually going through the list because we also have a team group. So I, I know um, who's there. Then we have a designer. Then my assistant. Um, then one girl who helps with the newsletter. Uh, my editor and myself. That's yeah. Kind of it. yeah, so you do not only have... I mean, there is many YouTubers who have a big channel, but they're actually not making any money, right? Maybe a little bit with Patreon, maybe yeah. some AdSense. But I mean, I've seen your business from the inside and the outside, and I can tell that it's it's very profitable. It works very well. People like your mm -hmm. courses. Um, you know, you, you have the systems in place. What does what does the working week look like nowadays? Uh, or the working day? Yeah, working day and working week. So I try to put it in, in like theme days, kind of. So on Monday, I usually uh, do calls and um, like with my team, you know, I have different meetings. Then on Tuesday, right now it's a bit different, but on Tuesday, I try to prepare all my videos. And then on Wednesday, I batch record them all at once. Like for YouTube, I will record like four videos at once or something like that. And then Thursday and Friday, it depends on what's on the table. So uh, right now we are also doing a grammar blog. We want to start a blog about German grammar. So I will write the blog posts and my assistant makes them better and funnier. And... Yeah, things like this. So usually I try to put my week into different days, basically. So mm -hmm. it's easier to focus one day at a time at whatever is happening. Then on Friday, for example, I always have a call with you or Ollie. Yeah. One of the two, you're, you're coming like as a couple, basically, <laughs> <laughs> which is really nice. It helps a lot. Yeah, and for example, this Friday, we also have the Langpreneur meeting, right? Uh, so for with other YouTubers. So it depends. The, the Friday changes week by week, usually. Yeah, yeah we have this inner circle, right? And on inner the circle, last week, yeah. last week episodes, we also talked about it with Peter. Um, how important is it for you to, you know, to, to get guidance and to bounce off ideas with other people in the field? Um, you just mentioned every now and then we have a call just for our listeners. So it's basically coaching calls, right? Where we just talk about, okay, what's yeah. going on? Um, look at the strategy. How are things going? What could we improve? What are the quick fixes? What are some of the things that you are struggling with at the moment? What are some of the dilemmas? Um, how, how important is it for you to, to get that guidance? Super, super important. Because uh, I'm really, at heart, I'm a teacher and maybe a YouTuber, but not really a business person, I would say. So it's really um, important for me to get you and Ali's input all the time. Like, It's nice. And Ali, he helps me to focus on the big picture and you help me to kind of break it down and make it happen. So yeah. it's, it's very important for me to get this view. And also, I think it's always good to have a business coach who's, who's been there and who's done it because yeah. then they can tell you from experience which is much more valuable than uh, just people who read books or something, you know. Yeah. And I keep noticing that with Ollie also, 
he's done so much stuff and he knows everything and he can really walk me through, you know. Yeah. And you're really good at breaking it down because you're also very practical and you've done courses and podcasts and this and that and that. You, you're like all over the place. <laughs> you've done yeah. so many things. So it's really helpful for me. I would recommend it to anybody, in my opinion. I, I couldn't do it without you guys. I yeah, think. that's really nice of you to say that here on the <laughs> podcast. But it's also funny to uh, to see how you describe like how Oli and I work differently, right? And that's also actually... How we run uh, Creator Smarts. Oli always has, you know, a very big vision. Not always mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. lots, lots of ideas. Some, some ideas are ideas that we can apply to our business. Other ideas I, I don't think are very good. But you know, <laughs> I'm in the field or I'm in the trenches, right? Yeah. So I can. Every time he comes up with an idea, I can say, no, this is really shit. It's not going to work. And sometimes like, <laughs> hey, wait, actually not the best idea. But if we, you know, I give my own spin to it and then we can actually apply it in our business. And, and yeah, yeah, that's actually the same way how we how we run things here. At yeah, the it's the month. same with, with me and my manager now because I'm a bit crazy. I have like this idea and that and I want to do everything at once. And he's like good at breaking it down and thinking about does this make sense now or doesn't it make sense and making it simpler, you know. So, for example, now we're also going to implement speaking practice in our academy. And he's good at just looking at it and thinking about, okay, how can we do this and uh, make it simpler? Because I kind of always want everything at once and he's better at <laughs> making it so that it works. Yeah. <laughs> and usually everything at once doesn't work. Yeah, so. you, need to have, you need to have that balance in your business, right? And one way to do it is by, by having a business partner or by having a business coach. But also your own employees or the people you work with can often be a good way to... To, to validate your ideas and to see if they really they really make sense, right? You need somebody who shows some resistance, especially if you have if you are this creative person. How important do you think it is to work hard? Because I have I have the feeling that you you're quite a a hard worker. I mean, you, you <laughs> love implementing all these ideas, like you're pretty hardcore. Do you think that this has been one of the main contributions to the success of the business, or how important is it to work? Hard versus working smart. Oh, I think it's more important to work smart, really. <laughs> I think. And attracting the right things, kind of. I think it's good to have a faith that everything is going to happen somehow, you know. So, for example, the idea to, first of all, start the YouTube channel in Thailand, it just came to me. Or meeting Lucas was a really important step because he helped me with the business, you know. Yeah. So, I think um, these things... Kind of believing is important. I, I really think that that yeah. the right things are gonna and the right people are gonna turn up in your life, you know, or you and Ollie now and these things. So, oh, sorry, <laughs> I just ran up the stairs. I'm like, yeah, we just had to make a little cut in recording because it was a so, some, was a delivery guy <laughs> delivering oh something. Right? I had to run up the stairs. That's why I'm like breathing like <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but I mean, you are an implementer, right? Because I, I think that's one thing that separates people who eventually become successful and people who just keep on struggling or keep on trying and never it never happens like you have to i think as an entrepreneur you know no matter if it's online business or not like you have to be you have to make big decisions and take bold actions and and yeah. you are not afraid to do new things like when like when you were in thailand you picked up a camera it was not even your own camera right and you yeah. started recording all these videos like and if you if you have to, like when we're in the middle of a launch and something has to be done last moment, like you get all the stuff done, right? And it's always really yeah. good at the end. And yes, things are a bit stressful. 
um, sometimes, but you get stuff done and you're not afraid to do things. Um, yeah, I think that's important for sure to just do stuff. And also in a way now I feel like I owe it to my students, you know. So, for example, during the launch, of course, I will do whatever it takes like to make them happy in the end. So that's also a thing. If, if you just care about what you're doing, then I think it's easier to to do it because with my students I still we did a 30 day challenge now and the, the feedback was so amazing like they were so happy about everything and this is just nice it feels good to do these things when, when people message you nice things and they are happy about it you yeah. know what are some of the best things about having running an online education business um, for me, I think, first of all, the field itself is nice in education, you know, because it's just a nice, I, I think also people have more respect for teachers than maybe for just YouTubers in a way, because teachers still, they have, they bring value to society, or at least that's, I mean, hopefully some te teachers maybe don't, you know, but still uh, teachers have a good reputation and they are valuable and that's why and I also noticed that in the messages you know people sometimes when they don't buy my course you also saw that no sometimes they message back and they are like sorry Anya I can't buy your course so they are they apologize for not buying because they are so cute and they regard you as a teacher and you're like the highest thing for them in a way sometimes I feel like I don't know it's cute yeah so it feels so, very rewarding right to know that you make an impact on so many people all over the world I mean exactly yeah, and yeah. And also I I get lots of messages from like also sometimes poor people, you know, from Africa or India or some like and 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 they say for example they can't buy the course but they are so so thankful that there's something out there for free which they can actually really really learn German with. Yeah. And I think that's really amazing to help these people. And that's why I was also so happy to make it for free in the beginning, I think, because on YouTube, you know, you can put stuff out there for free, but and you can still make money with it from ads or sponsors or something. And I think that's so cool, actually, yeah. you know, that you can help really poor people somewhere. They can watch it for free and you can still, in a way, profit. I think that's such a cool thing. Mm -hmm. Would you mind some of the challenges? that you have running or that the people in general or that you've personally experienced running um, a, a big bit, well, a, a business that's more than, than just a YouTube channel uh, oh, yeah. nowadays, right? Uh, yeah, the challenge is just managing people. Oh, I, I'm not good at that. That's why I have a manager now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm good with people like this, you know, talking to people and I love coaching sessions or things like that. But managing people, I'm not really, I'm, maybe I'm a bit too impatient for that. And uh, that's why I think it's always good to have a person in place who actually likes doing that and, and is good at that. So having a manager or, or whoever who can do it. Yeah. Uh, some other challenge. What is another challenge? Yeah. Another challenge is in a way that you can't just, uh, you in a way, I'm, your business becomes your life, you know, so you can't just leave it at some point or something, you know, when you work for somebody in a company, like maybe you work in, in, in some grocery store here in, in Germany, in Leipzig or something, then at some point, if you don't feel like it anymore, you can just say bye bye, I'm out. And then you look for a different job. For me, that would be really difficult because like on, I'm on YouTube, I owe it to my students and so on. So in a way, like I'm tied into it, which 
yeah. There's no way, no way out anymore. Yeah, not really. I mean, there is maybe, but uh, yeah, it's not as easy as it used to be. Now I have people working for me. There are students in my academy. You know, my YouTube channel is big and so on. Yeah. yeah. But it also so, has given you lots of freedom over the last few years, right? You've done lots oh, of traveling. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How have you? How have you always gone about combining uh, work, working with, with with traveling and and leisure, for example? Fifty fifty. What, what do you think of the ideal balance? I mean, now you have been well. Most of us has been mm -hmm. have been stuck at home for a long time by now, right? So yeah. I think you've maybe worked a little bit more uh, yeah. relatively compared to the, the past few years. Um, yeah, t tell us a little bit about like the, the the first few years where you were combining the two. Like, how could you combine it? Was it has it always been easy to combine work with with, with traveling? With travel, um, phew. no, it hasn't always been easy. Sometimes, it, like the nice thing is that you are always. In a way, my deadlines were always when I left the country, to be honest. It was funny because, I, for example, I wanted to finish some project or some maybe a new level. or And it was like, okay, I want to have this finished before I leave Vietnam or something like this. So my, the, my deadlines became the time when I left the country or moved to a new country or whatever. So And it was nice just to travel, meet people all the time. But sometimes it was also hard, for example, because of Internet. This was sometimes a huge deal. And then also making videos on the road is not so easy. Usually I make I record them in front of a white wall. And if it wasn't possible or the room wasn't, there wasn't enough light or whatever, that, that was difficult, you know. Or internet, then you go to a cafe, they don't have internet, then they don't have electricity or this or that. So there's always some stuff and, and you always have to adapt to a new country very quickly and see how everything works. And so, yeah, it comes, I don't know, it's like travel in general, you know upside there are upsides and downsides to it yeah well you have you have less of a schedule it's more unpredictable yeah. right um, exactly can be stressful i mean you always see these pictures of people sitting on the beach with their laptops yeah. but in reality it's not really like that right in no, reality no, no, you are no. walking around <laughs> looking for a wi-fi hotspot <laughs> yeah. trying to upload your videos onto google drive with very slow internet speed um <laughs> Yeah, how yeah. do you experience those those two different lifestyles? Like, would you, I mean, now you are stable, right? You're based in Leipzig at the moment. Do you think about going back and travel the world? Yeah, we're thinking about going to Bali actually. This in a few weeks. Yeah. Um, I'm still thinking about it. Like, it's a bit. You need the PCR test, of course, and quarantine and everything. So, let's see. Um. I, I don't know yet exactly what if I'm gonna stay in Germany forever now. I don't know. I, and my tax advisor, I I, <laughs> I talk to him a lot, and he always is of a, he always has a different opinion than me. You know, <laughs> so I'm not sure with the taxes in Germany. It's really annoying, I think, and also like other things, all the bureaucracy. How do you say in English? Bureaucracy. 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 Yeah. 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 It's a bit annoying. So. I have to see after Corona, when Corona is over, hopefully at some point soon, then I will reconsider and see if I want to stay in Germany forever. Yeah, taxes can you be really, taxes yeah, yeah taxes can be a pain in the ass. I mean, I moved to Belgium from the Netherlands a few years ago, right? And now yeah. I need to pay my taxes in, in, in Belgium here and income taxes is, is much higher. 
like on a monthly basis like in order to make the same income in in belgium Mm -hmm. than what i was making in the netherlands like i need to make like a thousand euros more um which is I mean, and now I'm talking about like relatively low salaries, right? Like once you start making more money, the difference has become bigger and bigger. Oh my God. Um, yeah, I Belgium guess, and, 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 and Germany are on top of the list of the highest taxes. Yeah, I think that countries like France and Italy, I think also quite quite bad. They are also pretty high, yeah. When it but, comes to... But Germany and Belgium are on the top. I, I checked it. <laughs> I yeah. checked the graph. So then yeah. you have people who, who who try to escape the system, right? And it's like it's me, possible, yeah. like like you, like yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. you well, you could you could do it legally because you were were spending most of your time outside of of Germany, right? So in that case, you can mm-hmm. just re- register your company elsewhere and and pay taxes there. Um, yeah, well, not this year, but uh, maybe afterwards I will do it again. Yeah. yeah. No, so, it, there are completely legal ways to do that. Yeah. For example, in Portugal, they have something called NHR, and then you don't pay any tax on foreign dividends and stuff like this. So there is a lot of, I have a lot of friends who construct their businesses in ways that they pay very low taxes yeah, for. But I've, it only works if you don't live in a. Yeah, that's the key, business. right? You can live in Belgium or you can't live in Germany. That's the only way it works. Otherwise, it's, it becomes illegal. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the big question, the big, I think the big thing here, like when you're young, or well, we're still young, right? But yeah. like, let's say when you're in your in your in your twenties, you you can do that, right? You can just travel and then you know, do as much traveling as you want and pay, yeah. register your company in Dubai or in Hong Kong, pay very low taxes. But once you start settling down, you know, you want to buy a house and start a family. Yeah, then yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah. do you really want to start a family in Dubai or in Hong Kong? I mean, there are benefits, right? But I housing think. is very expensive. I mean, you need to send your children to an international school, which is expensive. So, yeah, I decided that, you know, at the end of the day, it's just better to pay high taxes and live a comfortable life in a developed mm-hmm. country with good schooling being close to family but yeah it's no, um sure. yeah yeah because it depends on where you want to live right you can't you can't escape from the system if you if you want to keep living in the country that's uh yep that's true <laughs> any other lessons on that you would like to share like what are some of the most important things that you've learned over the last five years building this um building this this little empire or Maybe I should say big empire. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, at least, it was important to to kind of believe that you will attract the right things and the right people at some point. So it's kind of an attitude of what's meant to be will find a way, you know. And uh, if you keep believing, okay, I'm going to start a YouTube channel and it's going to work or something, then that helps a lot. This, yeah. Just this mindset. Yeah, it's and, also and maybe s- also trusting in the universe, actually, uh, for me or in God or whatever, something. Uh, I, I, I mean, I never grew up religiously, so I don't know what it's like to believe in God, but I believe in the universe. And I think it's good to believe in something outside of yourself. Yeah. But that doesn't work for everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I do think that belief is very good because if you don't have the belief that you can do it, then then mm-hmm. then you're not going to do it, right? But if yeah. you believe that it's possible, you know, then you're going to borrow your friend's camera and you start on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, you start posting everything 
you start reaching out to all these Facebook groups and, and, and say, hey, here's the video, you guys should publish it. You know, that's because you believe mm -hmm. that they're going to like exactly. it. Without that conference, confidence, it's, it's never, never going to happen. So, Usually yeah, that not. belief, but taking action as well. And I think and that yeah, you are course, an action taker. Taking action, that's important. And I think also just surrounding yourself with, with the right people, like uh, getting a business coach maybe who's done it, uh, getting a business partner who's done it, who can help you. So I think it's hard to, I mean, for some YouTubers, I think it works. But for me, it would have been hard to grow the business side uh, yeah. by myself, I think. Yeah, yeah some people can do it's it on their good. own. Yeah, I think for some it works, but if you struggle and you notice also making a course is hard for you or doing the marketing or something, then yeah, just just reach out to people and then yeah, ask for help. Yeah. I think it's good to to also be honest with yourself, you know. If it's if it, if you're like in the fourth year and you've been wanting to make a course for like 3 years and do a huge marketing campaign for 3 years then maybe it's the point to say like oh okay I haven't done it, maybe I need to hire somebody or get some help, get a manager, get a business coach. I think it's good to be honest with yourself and and look at like really what have you done and and uh, have you achieved what you want to do or not and if not then yeah go go at it in a different way you know yeah. find somebody or do something different because clearly your way is not working yeah thank you very much Anya thank you for sharing your story here on the podcast um, if people want to learn more uh, about you and if they want to see your work mm -hmm. where can they go they can go to learn German with Anya. That's my YouTube channel. Now I'm also starting a personal blog. It's called anyawinter.com without any hyphen or anything. Um, and I think that's it. Then I'm also on Instagram and Facebook and all the social media stuff. And What are you going to write about in your personal blog? About how I grew my business oh. and how... Yeah, all these things and also behind the scenes a little bit and what I struggled with and my travels. So in, in first, I'm going to start a little bit generally, but then later, let's see what people want and, and what I like writing about. And yeah. then I'm going to double down on that. Okay. Yeah, we should yeah. definitely check that out. So anyawinter.com. Yes, that's it. That's my name. I'm, I'm happy that I still got the domain. But don't type in anya.com. You will see something which <laughs> you might not like. Okay, well, we're, we're going to check out both. Anya.com no, and no, anya.com. No, don't do it, don't do it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anya, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks, Jan. <laughs> Alright, thanks for listening to this episode and if you like this episode then please give it a positive rating in whatever podcast app that you're using and if you want to listen to other interviews or just learn more about what we do then make sure to go to our website creatorsmart.com. See you on the next episode. Ciao.